my god, there are reindeer. So many reindeer. Oh, you, now you're thinking like, who is this weird lady screaming there's reindeer? But there's like, there's like 30 or 40 reindeer. Oh my god, amazing. Okay, so here goes. My name is Sika. Sika Duck. Duck is spelled D-O-double-G. Kid you not. And I am an Icelandic sexologist and sex educator. Yep. And right now I'm driving in, in the south of Iceland on my way to Djupivogur. And I know a lot of people are um, interested about Iceland and we do get quite a few tourists. So this is one of the parts of the country that they do visit. And I can see um, how tourism has affected the country with various hotels, B&Bs and huts and cottages and stuff popping up all along the um, shoreline and the coast. Um, I, I have been working as a sex educator for eight years um, and I, I'm an avid lover of podcasts and, I, and, I, and I've had like two other podcasts but I thought, you know, you know what? I'm gonna try this thing. Maybe people are interested um, in finding out how it is, how it works to be a sex educator in Iceland. What are we doing? What are we talking about? Um, are a lot of people doing it? What's Iceland like? So I just figured, what the hell? You know, even if I have just one listener, that's one listener out there that knows more about the gloriousness that is Iceland and sex education in Iceland. So let's try to be, um, yeah, and I'm driving, um, but I'm always in a head, uh, wearing a headset, so fret not. Um, so I, I'm totally with my focus on the road, talking in my headset like I would if there was a friend sitting next to me. So don't worry. And one of my, uh, I don't know if it, this is a pro or a con, but I can blab about anything and anything and anything for a long amount of time. I'll try to keep this podcast short or these episodes short and maybe just have more episodes. Um, so yeah, okay. Anyway, let's start. Uh, enough rambling on about reindeer and Iceland and so on and so forth. So I am a sex educator and a sexologist. I got a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Iceland in 2007 and I have a master's degree in sexology from Curtin University in Western Australia, in Perth, Western Australia. Um, and I studied there, uh, I started my studies there in 2009 and I got my degree in 2011. It was very interesting. Um, I've always been like so many sex educators. When I read about other sexologists and I like read their bio and I read interviews about them, um, I've, and and I, when I go to um, like conferences and stuff, I've noticed a lot of similarities. And so I think I'm just your average kind of sexologist. Um, I have an ease talking about sex. I've always been interested in sex, relationship, uh, relationships, and love from an early age. Um, and I, I think I've actually been obsessed with love. So one of my first memories is um, sitting at home listening to the Dirty Dancing soundtrack, having seen the movie, and just fantasizing about Patrick Swayze and being baby, and just thinking that that is love, that is the world, that is everything. 
and I remember being in love with Tom Cruise and listening to the soundtrack of Cocktail and I just remember all these love stories that I just fantasized about how amazing it will be to be in love. Like I couldn't wait to be a teenager and start all that drama and oh mama drama it was all the way and I loved it. I loved every second of it even if it you know almost killed my heart at times I still did love it. So I uh, I am a freelance sex educator. What does that mean? Well, in Iceland, it is common for schools to get outside educators on various specific topics. This has been especially true in regards to prevention for alcohol, to alcohol and um, and drugs and stuff like that. But they've always also had some sex educators that have maybe. Um, and lectures for parents or like one open lecture or sometimes visit kids um, during the night time when they're in their like activity center or stuff like that so but it's not not been centralized and it's not really i can't say governed at all but it's not reg- yeah, regulated is the word oh, oh oh and we speak icelandic in iceland and then we learn danish with danish you know denmark which everybody mostly sucks at but uh that's a side note um, but we also learn English. Um, so if if uh, I forget some words, it's probably just because I need to brush up on my English. I need, yeah, I haven't. I'm I'm not speaking it on a day-to-day basis. Uh, yeah, so it's not regulated. Sex education is not regulated in Iceland. It's mandated that the school teach sex education, but it depends on the school who. who is teaching it what and what is taught and that's really a big issue but most like on average most schools they get sex ed from the school nurse when they're in grade six so they're 11 and 12 and then they have they get education about um um, puberty and sometimes it's divided by gender so sometimes the boys will learn about you know penis etc and sometimes girl and then the girls will learn about vulvas and periods but sometimes the whole class gets the same entire um material taught syllabus i guess you might call it um but this just is dependent on the school dependent on the nurse and then again in like maybe eighth grade the some the biology teacher or sociology teacher it, they will brush upon some subjects but also depending on the interest and the ease of the teacher how in depth they will teach it um, and then in ninth grade the school nurse has some lectures again and usually that's focused on STIs and uh, condoms and protection. Also, some nurses do more, others do less. It's just dependent on the school. So if you were, for instance, if you if you were a student and you were sick for that particular lesson, like that will not be made up to you. Like you will just have lost the lesson, and then you just didn't get sex ed in the ninth grade. The the the, the quote unquote mandatory sex ed in in ninth grade. But I feel that the conversation here in Iceland is that sex education is really, really important. We feel it's really important for gender equality. We feel it's really important for quality of life. And I feel that everybody's on board with more sex education. 
Um, but we've had quite a change of government for the past years, because uh, for the past couple of years, because government has only been in governance for a short period of time because of various, various issues, but also relating to sexual matters. Um, the last gover government uh, kind of was brought down because of a scandal involving um, a pedophile who was pardoned and how the government tried to keep it a secret that the father of the prime minister was one of the guys who offered that guy a pardon, the pedophile. Um, and also because they were really silencing um, how a certain case of sexual assault was being dealt with. And that really brought down the government, which was amazing and empowering. But now we have very cool feminists, um, both prime minister, and uh, Minister of uh, Minister of Health, and then the Minister of Education. So, crossing my fingers, hopefully we're about to bring change. Um, but my sex education has been well received. Um, I started by writing in the paper, Fretteblad, uh, which is Iceland's biggest free newspaper, or Iceland's only free newspaper. The other one you have to pay for. Um, and I wrote, I had columns that I was writing about sex and I really, um, I maybe didn't, I, I always knew I wanted to be a sex educa educator, uh, but ki I kind of started before I, w I had planned on starting because the need was there and I had the stance that I would never advertise myself so I did not send emails to the schools, hey, you know, you can get these lectures for me. Um, but what I did is that I went by recommendations, so I, or referrals really, yeah, referrals, I think that's the proper word. So if a parent or a student or a teacher sat my lecture somewhere and they recommended me to that school, that's how really I've based my whole system. And that's how I've been working for the past eight years. So now I have a roster of schools that I visit, maybe annually, biannually, triannually, um, and lecture to their students. And that has been that has been going quite well. And I mean, this is my job. I have various others, other projects that I work on, but this is my um, this is my main job. And what I think I did differently, what I did that I don't know that anybody else does, or at least did, and I mean, I've been to conferences uh, all over Europe and in the United States, and to my knowledge, I do not know, but correct me if I'm wrong, I do not know that of any other sex ed for teens that does this, but uh, I show pictures of genitals. The pictures that I, uh, me and my husband, took ourselves from a group of volunteers. And those pictures I have handed out all over the world. I printed them on a postcard and I have distributed them to every conference I've gone to. They have gone to Asia, to Australia, to the States. They've gone almost on every continent. I don't know if they made it to the South Pole yet or the Antarctica, but you know, I'll cross my finger. fingers. They, they, they hopefully will get there. Um, so, and I talk, my education is really outspoken, honest, and frank. And I tell the kids, I will answer each and every one of your questions. 
And I would say to him, be careful what you ask, because you're going to get the answer. And the level of discussion that we get in class, it, class is very frank, very open, and it, honestly, it's amazing. Amazing. And I often notice when the teachers um, hang about in class, they are blown away. They're like, oh my god, I cannot believe that they, these guys are asking you those questions. Oh my god, another reindeer! <gasps> Three of the reindeers. These ones have horns. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, reindeer and like 20 swans. And these amazing mountains. Look, you guys, if you ever have a chance to visit Iceland, you should. It's amazing. And then, you know, um, see if we can meet for coffee if you, if you are listening to this podcast. Well, anyway, so, um, yeah, I always, went, like when I was in eighth grade and I got my sex education, which was like non-existent, or when I was in the ninth grade and we got shown these huge pictures of all these STIs and these vulvas with pusses coming out on them and I'm like, well, I've never seen a vulva and here you're blowing it up huge with like pusses and I don't know, various juices, I don't even know what's happening here. Um, and it was really kind of like shameful, it was all about fear mongering and how dangerous it, dangerous it is. And mind you, like I knew about sex, I knew plenty baby, and I was like, why do you guys keep saying it's not nice? Why do you guys keep saying that um, that it's not nice for girls and girls have to be careful? And of course, guys masturbate. Okay, guys, I'm telling you, there are over 300 swans here. They are they're all they're scattered all over the beach and the um, the shoreline. And I've never in my life seen so many swans. This is amazing. So we got reindeer on one side, we got swans on the other, like. What are these swans all doing here? Why are they just hanging out here? This is amazing. Did you know in Perth, where I lived, um, the swans, like the swans in Iceland, they're uh, white with um, orange peaks, beaks, peaks, beaks. And um, where I lived in Perth, there were black swans with red beaks. Amazing. Well, apparently this is where swans congregate in Iceland. So if you're ever in Iceland, you can head on over to Djupivod and you will see reindeer and a galore of swans. Well, anyway, where is I? Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, um, lost my train of thought. Yeah, so I always wanted to be really honest and really frank and, and talk about pleasure. And I love all the sex educators now that are saying, you know, pleasure first. This has to be about pleasure. We have to make sex pleasurable because that's why people are doing it. And I had a 12-year-old ask me yesterday, such a cute little kid, um, he was like, why are people having sex? Like, I don't get it. And I'm like, because it's really nice and it's a good way to connect to another person that you're fond of. And he was like, okay, right. And then we talked about masturbation and I explained how masturbation works. I explained how you do it. I show a huge, huge picture of the clit, the clitoris. That's my main focus when we're talking about the vulvas. I spend a lot of time talking about the clit. And I say, you know, so if you are trying to have sex and you have a vulva, if you forget to rub the clit, it's kind of similar to if you have a penis and you were masturbating and you'd just be tugging your balls. And usually the kids like totally piss themselves laughing. But I'm like, seriously, how are you gonna orgasm by just tugging your balls? It's gonna be hard, it's gonna take time. Even, and you might not even get there. So that's why, and that's why it's so important to be able to touch your clitoris, to rub your clitoris. But also because we need to, um, 
we need to decrease the the immense importance that is placed on vaginal in oh my god oh my god oh my god sorry i'm driving here under this huge mountain oh my god there are tsunami waves not literally tsunami waves but they're like hawaiian surf waves and i didn't notice how crooked this road was and i didn't realize like what the wind does to this mountain or the mountain does to the wind and all of a sudden i was almost swept off the road by this huge wind gust and um and i'm just looking at these um these crazy crazy very photogenic actually waves but the weather's too crazy to go out and take a picture i'm just not there in my life i'm not gonna go out with my little cell phone and try to capture this it wouldn't do it just just justice i think but anyway so yeah i think we have to decrease the importance that we place on intercourse because frank you know if, if we're just being frank it's not all that pleasant for a lot of vulvas and a lot of penises also have a hard time with it and we need to make this about pleasure about going at your own speed and about learning about your body so that's my stance, you know, talking pleasure, we're talking fun, we're talking enjoying ourselves, we're talking about um, learning about your body, enjoying your body, thinking positive, happy thoughts, being in a happy mind space and a positive mind space when you're touching your body and just allowing yourself pleasure. Because I think that's actually important for um, those vulvas out there. Allowing pleasure. That doesn't happen all that often. And it's so taboo. It's so taboo. And for my slideshows, I don't really use any people. Like I, have, I don't like using pictures of people because I find it really limits their ideas. Because then they start thinking about gender, they start thinking about orientation, and they start thinking about the bodies. Does this body look like mine or doesn't it? Why is my body not up there? So what I use is really abstract um, photos. Uh, I use icons. Don't really use a lot of text. And the only body and person I use is uh, myself. Yeah, true story. Uh, and I, I think it's been it's worked quite well. Um, and well, I mean, worked quite well. Uh, the students are very happy. The parents are happy. The teachers are happy. Um, I go back year after year to the same schools. I meet the students again. Um, and so I've, I've, and I've gotten really positive feedback. I'm not saying everybody just loves me and carries me on their um, shoulders or whatever. But I've gotten very positive feedback. And here in Iceland, I can feel there's this, yeah, there's really a warm wind of encouragement sweeping my way oh my god this is sounding like I'm woohoo like the podcast of Sigurd's Life or something ooh amazing waterfall this is the other thing about Iceland like you have just waterfall waterfalls everywhere and you can always go up to the waterfall like the stream and fill your water bottle like where else can you do that I don't know but I know that you can do it here and it's amazing um, so I think for the first episode uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna maybe pause here. I think this might be might be enough for an introduction into the life of a sexologist. Um, so I think I'll just take you guys with me on my travels through Iceland and the various lectures that I have all over Iceland but also um, abroad and maybe give you a little insight on what kind of questions arise in sex ed, what's happening, where am I, what am I thinking about and hopefully you enjoy it. 
and hope you might even learn something hopefully you know so stick with me um and this is sikadak the sexologist from iceland